Hi everyone and welcome to My Unfiltered 20s. A podcast about the ups and downs, highs and lows and realities of life in your 20s. By me, Abby Parker. And me, Lucy Martin. This is our 10th episode. <laughs> so thanks for everyone who's been listening to us for the past few months. We really appreciate it. So this week we have our first special guest in a very long time. We're joined by James Palmer, who is the editor of the Boar Film section and also a resident vegan expert. So we're going to be talking a lot about vegan, vegetarianism, what's been going on in the news, as well as everything we've been enjoying this week. James, do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi everyone, I'm James. I'm very happy to be here for the 10th episode to mark <laughs> the occasion. Um, I've been listening to this podcast um, pretty much, I think, since the second week, just because, um, mainly because at first I thought Lucy would appreciate the feedback, and then actually mm -hmm. um, I didn't expect to get into a lifestyle podcast, but, you know, well done, guys. Um, the, the hair care episode especially uh, was the one where I was actually surprised about how invested I was in it. <laughs> Um, and since then, um, my girlfriend's introduced me to the wonderful uh, world of Superdrug and the, the various shampoos mm -hmm. and conditioners there specifically for, for the curly hair that I have. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's nice. I suppose she was the resident expert for me um, in that mm -hmm. sense. But yeah, it's nice to uh, actually finally have hair that doesn't look like that of a tramp. <laughs> um, yeah. and we, as... love the <laughs> we love the support. Yeah. As said, um, I'm the editor of uh, the Boar film, currently the section editor there. I suppose um, I don't really do that much else really with my life apart from, I, I suppose, uh, at the moment I'm doing my maths and philosophy degree and um, focusing on that and reading a lot into um, kind of data and AI recently. So the, the, the news today about um the the covid restrictions i thought from that data standpoint was something that inspired a few strong opinions on my end but i'll save those for later if we talk about that i think abby aren't you looking into i mean i don't know anything about like techie stuff but i feel like hmm. the masters you're looking into are sort of like a bit ai aren't they well yeah there's this there's this masters at ucl called human computer interaction and i'm like that's right up my street. I love that. Because there's this module I'm doing at the moment, which is like about, it's called Exploring Minds, but it's it's like AI minds and stuff. And it's really interesting looking at just, I mean, it's kind of scary though, everything mm -hmm. that can go wrong. Um, but yeah, interesting stuff. We, um, would that be neural networks specifically? Because I know that initially that was um, based off of discoveries in neuroscience uh, as a model for deep learning. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like deep neural networks. So basically, they kind of started, like computers and stuff were like based on the mind. And then people were like, oh, we can actually study the mind through computers. And now like, like machine learning's less rule based and more like you just give it a load of data and then it makes up its own rules but now it's got to the point where we don't actually know what its rules are like we don't know why it's making these decisions but it makes it interesting uh yeah um there's there's a lot especially kind of from the philosophy side of my degree that i find particularly really interesting about it um, especially with, I suppose it's kind of random how it's making its rules and how kind of statistics based all of the making of the rules are. 
And um, mm-hmm. it's interesting from that perspective of what we can learn kind of from um, human reasoning and, uh, well, what we can learn about human reasoning from there and uh, all of the related things about that. Uh, one quest- mm. one conversation that really annoys me is the one about whether AI will take over because I think a lot of people make a lot of claims about it and it's quite clear that they just don't actually know how far computers can really go because there's only so much that a computer can model in the first place. Um, there's a whole like r- set of numbers that a computer just will not be able to actually compute for you. So in the first place, it's already limited in terms of the maths that it can do. Um, so, and a lot of people don't seem to appreciate that when uh, talking about these things and clearly just yeah. don't really know what they're talking about. And I think when, yeah. because it's artificial intelligence, right? Like intelligence is just one facet of the human mind as well, which I think a lot of people do so, like make the jump that it's the entirety of the human mind. And while we can get a computer to do a lot of things like natural language processing and image processing that humans also do as well, there are also, you know, these this idea of basic instincts within us as well that evolved through um, countless genetic processes, you know, the ones that allowed our ancestors to be able to hunt and kill and eat properly, um, that, you know, uh, that got us to where we are today. And I think, I suppose, modeling mm. that within a computer as well um, is, uh, you know, kind of that gut instinct feeling or the heuristics that um, we used to govern our decision-making on before developing reason is something that I'm not sure if it can be done, but I'm open to being proved wrong on that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, because, I mean, humans are social... Like, our our entire evolution has been, like, uh, defined by how social we are, right? And computers, how can they be social? I don't know that's like one thing and then also like so my lecturer did his entire phd on sea elegans right which are like these tiny little uh like wormy things <laughs> and things. that's what they are like, wormy something thing. i can understand <laughs> <laughs> and um they only have 302 neurons in their brain right and yet even though we have technically the processing capabilities of simulating a human mind we can't we can't even simulate properly a c elegans brain which has 302 neurons let alone a human's that has billions so i don't think people need to worry like we're way off (laughs) i don't know some kind of revolution takeover yeah yeah. (laughs) um i think the one thing to watch out for in that regard would be when quantum computing finally takes off because for whatever reason that's Mm. going to be so much more powerful but um, I, I, I haven't looked enough into that to be able to give you a sensible answer as to how long it might be until that takes off and whether that will then cause the, um, the AI overlords to take over. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I would literally talk about this for the whole hour, so maybe, <laughs> maybe we <laughs> Another should. Another time. It's, it's we'll interesting, find... though. It is. This, the module I'm doing, I'm like, I don't know if the lecturer is also because he brings up a lot of philosophical things mm. like we covered the um chinese room experiment which i did in a level philosophy which was interesting have you do you know about that yes no i don't know much about philosophy no 
<laughs> it's just like basically the basis is that something can look intelligent without it actually being intelligent. Like That's what? The basis. So, ba- okay. <laughs> Chinese from <laughs> this is getting so philosophical. But it's great. Okay, I love it. Okay, mm-hmm. Chinese from experiment. I'll be real quick. Okay. okay. Um. Th- there's there's a guy in this like room mm-hmm. and it has two little letter boxes. Mm. People will put will put a Chinese uh, like symbol, mm-hmm. some, like character or whatever, through the letterbox, and then there's a guy in the room that will take the character and then look through a rule book and then give the correct output like response and he'll put it through the output output box and then from the outside it looks like this like clever machine that can answer any question but actually it's just a guy following a rule book so it okay. looks intelligent but isn't interesting yeah I um just, i think with psychology in particular um one uh i would be controversial enough to class it as a science and i don't like the level of disrespect it gets from a lot of people who do similar degrees to mine thank um, you thank you and <laughs> two um like because of it being such a young science um i think that's why you see a lot more statistics and philosophy kind of come into it and it's studied than in Mm. other sciences as well even though in like most of theoretical physics at the moment there's just as much statistics and philosophy actually involved so moving on from questions of the universe (laughs) (laughs) i thought we'd kick off this week by talking about a topic which is going around in the mainstream media this week about how veganism can potentially, according to this study which has problems, we'll talk about in a minute, um, saying that so people that have like vegan diets are 43% more at risk of bone fracture. So as you can imagine, because I've become vegetarian over the past few months, my mum this week was like, have you seen this article about how vegans get bone problems and I was like okay but I was enlightened by some articles that James sent me into the fact that the study that's that that they used for this data or whatever are actually like really not representative and stuff do you want to talk a bit more about that James yeah I'd love to um so effectively uh the study was saying that it's potentially due to the fact that there are some nutrients that vegans are at risk uh, more of uh, of uh, managing to be deficient in than um, in a meat eater diet, which to some extent is true. It is quite easy in if you, especially if you're kind of new into it, to not get the correct balance of these nutrients. Um, but then there were a number of other things in the study as well, which seemed a bit questionable. Um, in terms of uh because of the fact that vegan vegans um in general have a lower uh have lower weight than um people who eat meat uh this means that for naturally anyway for people with lower weight um in some parts of the body uh you are more likely to get fractures but then there's the caveat to this which is um if you're overweight or obese you are actually more likely to get ankle fractures instead um, so mm. take that for whatever you will. Um, mm. It was very questionable. The study didn't even give um, a particularly good answer as to which of the nutrients it could be that right. um, that could cause the fractures. Because naturally, you'd assume it was calcium. 
But um, calcium in a vegan diet, I think, is um, one of those things. I think along with protein, it's kind of one of these questions that you'll regularly get is how do you get your protein or how do you get your calcium mm -hmm. when actually um, I think that's because we, um, we've been so trained like from birth in our society, basically, and into thinking and educated into thinking that um, dairy and meat are where you get calcium and protein respectively whereas mm -hmm. it's not actually the case um, that they're the only places you can get them in from a number of plant-based sources like nuts for example um, even kale actually surprisingly has more calcium in it than uh, the milk does and mm, I didn't know that yeah 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 I, I didn't know that until a few weeks back but I'm glad to see that my kale intake is helping my bones and teeth um, <laughs> so uh, Effectively, um, there's another issue with calcium as well, which is um, when you actually get it from um, cow's milk and you have uh, other animal proteins in the cow's milk as well, uh, because of it being acidic, your body's naturally going to um, try and neutralize it uh, by taking calcium from your bones and um, neutralizing it from there. So in most circumstances, calcium won't even be gained in the body via um, drinking cow's milk, which again is one of these things in terms of education, um, ed educating about nutrition, which um, we've kind of been misled on in most places. Um, then afterwards, there was the potential suggestion that uh, a lack of B12 and vitamin D could be the uh, what causes these bone fractures. But um, even then, one, I think um, that's more of an auxiliary function of vitamin D and vitamin B12, which um, isn't as uh, prevalent as its other functions, but um, I could be wrong on that, admittedly. And two, um, I think a lot of vegans anyway will definitely have B12 supplements, it, mm. I suppose, if you're doing it sensibly, which um, I am. And that's why on my desk currently I am looking at my vitamin D and B12 supplements, <laughs> respectively. Um, two, vitamin D um, you can get from mushrooms. And I think it's one of the first things I learned when being vegan, which was um, I've cut out so much of my diet already that I can't really be bothered to be a fussy eater anymore. Um, so I just ate whatever and ended up liking a lot of things, to be fair. Um, uh, I suppose there's that whole other debate, which we can get into if you want, with regards to whether a proper diet should have supplements. Um, uh, but yeah, that's kind of um, where, well, where the, where I felt that statistically the, um, the study was lacking in places. Yeah, I feel like as well, what I sort of thought about it was there's lots of people over the past sort of like 50 years or so like our diet well even since the 1950s our diets have got supposedly like a lot less healthy um especially in like america where they have like not that much regulation on food standards and stuff and i feel like you could even say you know for them saying well you know, vegans don't get enough nutrients and they need this and that well there's a lot of people who eat bad things or eat junk food that don't get the right nutrients and stuff anyway you know and also there's people like that take vitamin lots of people take vitamin b and d12 because a lot of people whatever they are vitamin d and b12 that's it um a lot of people you know have like what's the word deficiencies of those vitamins anyway so i don't think it's necessarily something that you can highlight just as like all vegans are more likely to break bones you know what i mean i don't know yeah um 
yeah, completely. Uh, I I agree with you. Um, yeah, that I can't really think of much more there is to go into with the study apart mm. from, you know, uh, if if I did have um, the data which uh, the study was done upon, I would like to see for myself whether um, if you fed it in a few algorithms, you could see how significant the veganism actually is according to, to the computer. Um, whether there is enough data uh, there as well, um, and the way that, well, when the data's from, which was from the early noughties and mm. the early to mid 2010s, um, in terms of the 10 year or, well, 10 to 15 year period that the question, well, from originally when people talked about their diets to when they then talked about bone fractures. Um, I think a lot more has come out um, in terms of scientific research about whether, um, well, about the nutrients um, that we need in our body and about where we can get these nutrients. Um, information which we didn't necessarily have uh, when this study was first being done. And as well, when the bone fractures were being talked about at the end, there was no question really done into how um, the bone fractures were, were got. We, we don't know if all these vegans were extreme skateboarders or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so there's that's another place where... Um, the statistics are a little bit suspect in places i think it's as well just i feel like at the minute there's so many more things going on in the world and like if people like i don't know why they're trying to sort of start these headlines that like make people be like oh veganism's bad like i don't know i feel like there's more productive ways of having conversations around like supplements and ensuring people on plant-based diets are getting everything they need than just being like if you're a vegan you are going to break bones like I just feel like it's not helpful is it no it's not and we you know you get one of these headlines every so often which mm -hmm. is actually quite easily disprovable I remember um there was a question as whether uh, vegans were getting enough nutrients in the brain um which was done by the BBC last year which had some which basically quoted a whole load of outdated studies and new studies had come out since basically well overturning those outdated studies and I did find it really disappointing that the BBC would lead with such misinformation mm. but um there we are yeah so how was everybody's week Abby why don't you tell us some of the things you've been doing this week what you've been watching listening to anything um, I've been listening to uh, <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion's new album. Mm -hmm. um, it's great. What can I say? Mm -hmm. The or also the AMAs happened, so I've been watching all the performances. Mm. Apparently, um, people got robbed. From there's a lot of people that got properly like not what they deserved or something. I don't really know much about well, it this year. Doja Cat won too, so I'm happy. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, and then yeah, so she Megan Thee Stallion performed. Well, Doja as well, but it wasn't anything spectacular. She's mm -hmm. done better. Mm. Um, but Meg's was great. It was incredible. She can really, like, dance. I was like, yes. <laughs> and she she performed this song called Body Right. So in the beginning, she was like, I love my body. And I was like, oh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, the... Actually, what I was going to say about it, right? So there's the first... She starts the album. Mm-hmm with this song called Shots Fired, right? Uh, sampling a Biggie song mm -hmm. about, I think it's called Who Shot Ya, right? <laughs> oh, that's mm -hmm. classic. Basically, exactly. She is 
completely calling out Tory Lanes, and it's incredible. Oh, is this the thing? I swear you told me ages ago yeah. about someone getting shot in the foot or something. Yes, okay. exactly. So she that. hasn't addressed it. She hasn't mm-hmm. spoken on it because she was going to keep it out of the media because, like, mm. basically she was like, I don't want to, like, perpetuate, oh, black man shooting someone, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, and then, but then basically it came out and then Tory was like, oh, like, eh. I don't even know. He, he like, released an album and was, like, trying to make money off of, like, the hysteria around him shooting Megan, right? Mm-hmm. I am going to have to actually look this song up after this now because um, I know Who Shot You was Biggie Smalls' diss track on Tupac, which then Tupac replied mm-hmm. with Hit Him Up or One or the Other Way Round because those two hated each other. Oh, I didn't realise they were, like, one after each other. Yeah, um, uh. well, it was this huge, like, East Coast versus West Coast beef back in the day, basically. So, yeah, um... I think for no other reason than they just wanted to show like one side was superior to the other. Um, I remember I was in like my GCSE year when I was mainly listening to this. Um, and I've not really caught up on East Side uh, rapping um, until quite recently, actually. And something weirdly that I recognised was the amount of Hamilton lyrics that actually appear really? in those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Hamilton was heavily inspired by these. Um, mm-hmm. So this was where Lin-Manuel Miranda got some of his inspiration from. And what I really love about Hamilton, I suppose that the thing I love most about Hamilton is how it's kind of justified rap music in the eyes of the middle class now, because I think Mm -hmm. usually there is some sort of prejudice from people like that uh, about it. And, you know, claiming this music is all about kind of sex, drugs and women. Whereas when this comes in rock music, which is done predominantly by white people instead, this seems like uh, people are a lot more accepting of it, but um, there we are. But yeah, um, so lyrics like only 19 but my mind is older is actually a mob deep lyric from the song shook ones part two so um mm. and as 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 a primary example that i can remember off the top of my head so yeah the more you know interesting i didn't know that yeah it was interesting because when i was like excited for this album the 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 artwork's like incredible and then it got released and because it wasn't she this is just like a like a throwaway song on the album and then everyone on twitter was going crazy because they were like oh my god she's she's sampled biggie like it's clearly about him i literally live for this kind (laughs) of stuff the best honestly the best sign because you know (laughs) i've been listening to looseness with jack harlow i showed her one of her Mm -hmm. one of his videos and i was like Mm -hmm. it's just gone to his head like he's lost it and so Tori is on the remix for What's Poppin'. And one of the lines is, I told him you're not popping, you're just on the remix. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was actually really coming for, obviously like I can't really read out most of the lyrics uh-huh. on a wholesome podcast such as this one. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll have to look it up for yourself. Mm-hmm. James, what have you been watching, listening to, whatever? Well, um, I suppose it's mainly been kind of listening to music in the background of work for me this week. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, I suppose on the on the topic of diss tracks in particular, I've been listening to a lot of Dizzy Rascal and anyone who actually knows like him from outside the mainstream knows that um, 
Wiley, uh, who's known as the godfather of grime, did wearing my Rolex mm-hmm. and I suppose was most recently in the news for having a straight nine hour anti-Semitic tirade on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. Those two have uh, uh, an extensive history of just not liking each other. And um, uh, I remember, so what happened when he was about to release his sixth album was uh, Diz, um, Wiley tweeted out saying, like, I've heard that you've got a track on your album which is basically aimed at me, remove it, or I'm going to make this 10-minute diss track on you. And um, <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm kind of sad that Dizzy Rascal didn't keep the lyric because there's a lyric in one of his songs, The Other Side, which is censored out because it references Wiley um, and specifically uh, makes a uh, pedophile, pedophilia accusation against Wiley. Um, so yeah yeah Um, some people accuse Wiley of this and Dizzy has put it in on Twitter before saying I've never seen a nonce more protected than Savile which is his direct quote (laughs) on the matter Um, I didn't yeah I didn't realize this was yeah 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 Um, it's kind of I need to look into this (laughs) yeah so in the other side it was just censored so I listened to that album for a long time that song specifically and heard that thought it was about Wiley because of course the Godfather because um, it starts Wise the Godfather and then when I finally saw him live and he was performing it live he, um, the whole lyric came out which was Wise the Godfather touching on the kids again and I was uh, I was <gasps> I was just like finished for a good like moment I was I was busy enjoying the song singing along at that live event then I heard that and I was like pardon um, <laughs> oh, sorry what was this um I'm kind of sad he didn't keep the lyric in the album because Wiley's diss tracks against various people because whenever he feels like he's not relevant enough anymore he does just mm. like go on a tirade against someone either on Twitter like that's why he went against Stormzy earlier this year his diss tracks on the most incredible. part yeah yeah his his diss tracks on the most part are very good and I would probably love um, a good 10 minute diss track that he had on Dizzy Rascal um, yeah uh, mm-hmm. and among that is it like what I'll mainly listen to is kind of is that type of rap music mainly like the UK um, kind of grime scene music um, so on on the board as well I've usually written when I have written for music it has actually just been about Dizzy Rascal music um, and so uh, other than that just yeah similar music along those lines but then i do love a bit of synthwave as well um so uh listening to um i can't remember what the album's called but the artist is called uh washed out and um if anyone's into that sort of synthwave music i would uh heartily recommend um his his stuff Abby, what's you and Alex always make me watch the diss tracks after you've had too many drinks. But what's the ones that we mm-hmm. always watch? I can't remember. Isn't one of them Stormzy, right? Yeah, we watch the. Well, we don't watch. We don't listen to the Wiley ones. We no. listen to Stormzy's ones. And Stormzy's Alex loses their mind. Yeah, but well, because we lose our minds at the. The thing about his mum. Flew your mum Terminal <laughs> Four line. That's yeah. the line we lose our minds at. I think we wound that back quite a few times, didn't we? <laughs> And we watched we watched on YouTube these two guys reacting yeah. <laughs> to Still Disappointed. Um, that's yeah, that's that's what a night drinking with us looks like. Um, mm-hmm. If but, if you yeah. want to dig into Wiley's extensive history um, of diss tracks, then I would recommend. So I think there's a, an album uh, called The War Report, which is by Logan Sama, who's just uh, a DJ on, he was a de- uh, DJ on either Radio 1 or Kiss Radio at the time, I think it was Kiss, and basically every Monday evening, what would seemingly happen at this time in around 2006 is 
Wiley um, and his friends were um, were going against this crew called the Movement, um, who um, I'm not sure. So I think the one from them who's had the most mainstream success is um, Devlin, who did a cover of Watchtower, I think, with Ed Sheeran a number mm, of years I, ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, so he, he was in that. He wasn't the main member of it. Um, I suppose Wretch 3-2 as well, who did um, Don't Go a number of years ago. That's kind of his most mainstream thing as well. And then you've got Getz, who's just always been kind of diehard grime. And I think a lot of people would call him one of the best of all time um, in terms of his music. Yeah, when, when those two crews were going against each other, the, the music that comes from there, on both sides, actually, is really, is really good. And in classic kind of UK style, it's really visceral. Um, you don't really have uh, an old-fashioned diss track against Wiley unless you have, um, one, a nonce accusation and, two, um, <laughs> an accusation that he's a coke addict. Um, I think one of my favourite lyrics from Devlin's diss track has to be... Uh, so his song's called Extra Extra. Um, I would recommend listening to that. I think one of my favourite lyrics from that is um, something like... Uh, uh, you bang girls that are 15 I'm only 17 and I still wouldn't do that oh my god <laughs> yeah oh dear it's it's just mm. one sample of like the level of savagery that he that you will get from distracts there um which I don't apart from when Tupac and Biggie really went for it and I think with hit em up especially just basically being um that's like known for it yeah isn't that's it? just known for just how absolutely furious it is um as an attack uh, so I think apart from that one, I think the UK kind of diss tracks are by far like just so visceral and just, you know, they really, mm. it's not even like they just go for the one person. They just go for all their mates as well. And all of the, the, the main battle of Wiley and Ghetto uh, versus, well, and also all the sub battles like Scorcher and Frisco and, and Et al. Uh, is, is really good listen in, if, you, if you just really need to get out some anger. Luce, what about you? I haven't been listening to anything new this week, but I did start, kind of on the philosophical mm. stream mm-hmm. things, I did start watching The Good Place. Oh, this is, The Good Place is like one of my favourite shows of all time. Have you seen it, James? Um, no, and I think I, I kind of refused to see it because um, having like studied so much in terms of ethics, I will probably be disappointed no matter what happens. It's, right. it's okay, like, because I've started watching it before and I just, I don't like Kristen Bell, first of all. <laughs> like, I just don't like her. Um, right. And then I just, it's okay, I've watched, like, a season and a half of it, but I just feel like it, I don't know, like, I skip bits of it because I get bored, like, I find it quite... I don't understand how you I, do this. I, I, I how I do you watch so something for the first time and skip bits? Because I get just bored. Just go on your I'm phone like, if you're born bored i'm on my phone as well i'm on my phone and i'm skipping it because i can't that's really worrying you know what (laughs) i feel sorry for ollie i would get so mad at you if you did that i can't help it like i just don't have an attention span when if they're having a conversation and it's first of all it's two characters i don't like i will skip it and this is with anything and if it's a conversation that i don't think is important to the story i'll skip it because i just get bored how do you know what's important to the story if you haven't seen it yet (laughs) (laughs) How is do you know that it's not going to come up? Listen, it's this like is the whole thing it? with the good places that stuff comes up again, and they like learn and and yeah, stuff. But I'm just and like... then, no, absolutely not. Not having that. It's predictable as well. Like I was like, spoiler alert for anybody 
just don't just skip ahead but i was like of course this is the bad place like it's just obvious yeah but that's season one there's like four seasons i know but i was just like this is just so obvious like i don't know i know it's one of your favorite shows but i'm very sorry i I wouldn't rate it i think you know what sadly i don't think a lot of people do (laughs) i think um i know a good book in terms of like an introductory exploration into ethics is the elements of moral philosophy by james rachels so if anyone if anyone's a fan of the good place and wants some further reading or if anyone just prefers books to um unlikable characters then (laughs) go for it uh i recommend that interesting i think like I don't, I don't mind bits of philosophy. Like, in history, we do bits of philosophy, but I just... The whole... Like, when they talk about Kant all the time and stuff, I'm just like, I don't care. Like, I don't know. Kant I'm not is probably the most overrated philosophy. No, not yeah. philosophy. Yeah, overrated philosopher in the history of philosophy. Um, yeah. He certainly had his influences, and it's basically just because he made some fat 600-page book. I suppose a broken clock mm-hmm. is right twice a day, right? If you're going to pump out that much content, <laughs> then at least some of it. I suppose it was it was influential in terms of the way that people did philosophy like just after, but basically everyone doing philosophy just after was basically saying in the politest way and scholarliest way possible that he's a clown. <laughs> right I mean I love um, Descartes right just simply because he would send his stuff to people and they would go oh no I don't agree with this you're wrong because of that and then he would go nope I'm right and then just publish it anyway <laughs> and I was like you know what you've got to be pretty co- you know self-assured to do that I love uh-huh. that there's some significant BDE at play exactly <laughs> Rene, I, go for it. I think my favourite, if I had to choose one, would be Gottlob Frege, um, because mainly he he kind of was the person who started the whole kind of like philosophical movements that I'm into, and also just like his his reviews that he's got of his lecturing and just apparently his personality of as a person. Um, uh, when it says stuff like he would show dry wit and even bitter sarcasm in lectures, just as an excerpt from his Wikipedia page, I just think is such a mood. <laughs> I mean, nice. I like Foucault if you class him as a philosopher. I would, yeah. But we'll move on from my dislike <laughs> of The Good Place. I'm very sorry. I've... <laughs> it's okay. It, well, one, one last thing. I don't like short episodes of things. I know I said that I like to skip things, but if it's a short episode, I'm more likely to skip it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many times have you watched Friends? <laughs> yeah, but Friends is different. Same, same episode length, and they're both comedies. Is it? I get, okay, yeah, I know, but it doesn't have the 90s mm-hmm. appeal of Friends as well. Have you guys watched Peep Show by any chance? No. No? Wow. Um, no. I think <laughs> I know. it's... It's quite an interesting one. I personally really like it and would recommend it to you both. But um, I have the slight feeling as well that you there is a chance that you might hate it. So, um, you know, <laughs> go go at your own peril. I have... People have said to watch that in the past. I feel like it's one of those classic programmes that people... It's like a, got a cult following, hasn't Definitely. it? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, let's talk a bit about veganism. Yes, please. Um, how easy do you think it is as a student to be vegan? Like, do you think it's more difficult as a student or easier or whatever? 
Um, I think it's probably easier um, than it is in the most part because um, if you're going on campus, I think a lot of campuses are going to accommodate for the diet. Like in the Dirty Duck and Canopy here at Warwick, right? Um, uh, I think the the statistics I've been quoted at by, um, by people who work there is like about a third of the menu at least has like veggie slash vegan meals mm, so good. yeah yeah definitely it's it, like it's really helpful in terms of that and being aware and um the duck even has a vegan drinks menu because um i think that's something that people don't necessarily realize is that because of the way that certain beers are filtered and so forth using fish skins um they technically aren't vegan so culling, for example, is the big one that isn't. So yeah, I can't live out. I didn't know that. Yeah. That sounds grim, though. Why do they? Why do mm. they do that? Like, Probably yeah. because and, like, the chemicals. Wines and stuff yeah. as well, right? Um, wines as yeah. well, yeah. In terms of the, yeah, I think that will use fish bones instead. But um, yeah, uh, right. Lucy, your face is a real picture at the moment. Having I'm heard having that an existential crisis <laughs> now. No, like when my mum at home is making a spag bowl she mm -hmm. puts red wine in the sauce and she has to be careful she has to make sure she gets like a vegetarian red wine for my sister because mm -hmm. otherwise not vegetarian mm. Mm. yeah um so on yeah on that front i think it's also easy as well because you'll be made aware of that i suppose um on a student budget as well uh I'm well I'm not so sure because um, when it comes to living day to day I don't use a maintenance loan I just use my money from work but I can afford it still and um, I'm, I'm I haven't I haven't fractured any bones yet guys um, or uh, my brain hasn't <laughs> no. melted or whatever the BBC and the Sun claim will happen um, so yeah I'm like I, I managed through it and I suppose because of how um, how popular it is among a student body as well. Um, from statistics I've seen, I'd probably wager a guess that 20 to 25% at least uh, are either vegan or vegetarian. Mm. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if that number went closer to 30% after that. Because um, uh, these are statistics I've seen pre-pandemic and a lot of people have gone up well, a lot of people have got into it since the pandemic as well. Um, and I think that because of that, you, you know, you're more likely to find vegan friends and be able to cook with them and go out with them generally and just, you know, I suppose, celebrate your niche diets together. Um, <laughs> because I suppose, you know, um, when vegans meet up, right, it's not a... Uh, it's not the only thing they talk about is not look how much better our diets are and, and look at look at how cool our views towards animal rights are aren't we people of the future right it's i think it's more this appreciation of um kind of the creativity that then goes into certain vegan foods that um because of the constraints that are obviously there there is some like there is more creativity that then has to be done especially in foods that kind of try to emulate more meaty flavors um so i think or, or and you know then after after that and appreciating the food uh from 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 my experience of eating with other vegans it's usually just conversing about life in general instead because i wouldn't eat with someone unless i wanted to speak to them about more things than just veganism Mm. I think as well, people that are always like, 
being vegetarian or vegan so expensive? Like, obviously, different for people who are literally on like the poverty line and buy can't afford, you know, buy like whatever's cheapest. Completely different. But for students, like, I think I save money by not buying meat and stuff because obviously corn i don't know whether the corn stuff is always vegan but i assume most of it is right i'm actually not sure i i never really go for corn um for me personally i am an absolute fiend for tofu um i absolutely love it and i yeah i I love it (laughs) genuinely um i think i'm i'm going to throw out the bold take here which is if you don't like tofu you've just never had it cooked for you correctly um (laughs) because i remember having it at bar fusion once and thinking it was absolutely dreadful but um, mm-hmm. there are certain recipes, like if you get it from the local Chinese, a good salt and pepper tofu, or absolutely delightful. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm not so sure about corn. I know some of it will use egg in places mm. um, and egg whites and stuff like that. So I think that's the only thing that really uh, goes into mm. corn that isn't vegan. I think yeah. generally, though, like most veggie stuff or ve- vegan stuff like a lot of the frozen so the corn mints that we all love you can get like what five six meals out of that at least and then so if you buy beef mints then that's one or two meals and i just think generally you do save money being Mm -hmm. not eating meat but on the topic of tofu (laughs) are we gonna have an argument we might abby do you remember last year you bought a block of it right to try it i was I really wanted to give it a go, right? And, oh my God. Um, so I just, the thing is, I was like, cause I, I like to make chicken ramen, right? I was like, I'll make a tofu ramen. Mm-hmm. So I tried to like, I, I think, I don't know. I think it's more absorbent than chicken. So maybe it just absorbed too much soy sauce. And I, I only like a little bit of soy sauce because okay. I'm quite picky. I think that was it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I didn't, cook it for as long or didn't season it correctly i i know it was my fault <laughs> i know it's my fault but, yeah, but i had oh, that was hard to eat that was i had that wagamama's I, ha- I ordered the kids tofu ramen to try it didn't i like yeah. a few months ago and i thought it was disgusting like it was soggy yeah this uh, mm. th- this is why cooking tofu well can be quite difficult because um mm-hmm. tofu is naturally like a very uh wet like it'll be very wet like you have to drain it once you've got it out Um, and so what I usually what I'd recommend doing um so when I made ramen with my girlfriend um what we did was um if you put the tofu in corn flour then because of the wetness is really going to easily stick to the corn flour and also if you add a few spices to that as well like you could add some paprika cumin or some like hot chili powder as well uh, whatever's to your fancy there um, and then if you fry it up in some oil in that then um, you get like you can make sure that the tofu is really crispy and then it obviously it's a bit softer on the inside as well but it's got you know a nice little bite right. to it then and adding that to the ramen that would be kind of my 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 recommendation or just like frying it on a high heat for a long time um, if you're wanting to do it for a stir fry put it in first fry it up make sure it's browning so that you can see that it's getting crispier because I completely agree soggy tofu is just one of the worst things in mm-hmm. existence um and that's why you know when when people ask can you eat tofu raw um i mean yes if i wanted to have <laughs> if i wanted to have a bad culinary experience i would but i don't want that <laughs> so i won't okay mm. that's good to know maybe we, we should try that when we go back to uni maybe maybe yeah okay 
what so kind of leading on from that what are the best vegan food products that you can buy like from any supermarket from or whatever any supermarket um yeah i mean i'd love to talk about kind of specific to um outlets and restaurants as well but supermarket wise mm-hmm. um i think it depends where one where you're at in terms of being vegan and two what um you know uh i think it depends on how healthy you want to be as well so for me it will usually be a lot of vegetables obviously um and as well um a a fair amount of bread because a lot because vegan diets can end up being quite carb heavy because um that kind of compensates in some places for the meats as well and obviously your usual standard pasta and uh noodles and rice um the one thing to watch out for is with noodles in particular obviously you can get egg noodles and i remember one Mm. time last year buying wheat noodles but it still had like some flipping egg powder in and i just don't know what they were playing out there but um there we go Mm. i i i mainly use rice noodles these days to be honest um but and yeah rice obviously uh is is vegan and um so is pasta for the most part unless it's freshly made in which case it will use milk mm. and eggs um and as well i'll usually buy like one or two packs of tofu because like as as said like i am an absolute fiend for it and um the so if you're kind of transitioning um then i would recommend the vegan meats because they like it's impressive how much they emulate the taste of actual meat um to be fair i still have them from time to time and especially kind of as as a pub lunch like a beyond meat burger Mm. is really really good um uh, i would recommend nuts as well just as like a good snack and um even even uh chocolate bourbons um, they're they're vegan as well. They've just they yeah. I didn't realize this um, until a little way into being vegan. But yeah, there are a whole load of um, snacks that you wouldn't think were vegan that just accidentally are. And I think looking knowing which ones are accidentally vegan is also a big help financially because if if it's being marketed as vegan, then they tend to try and up the price right. a little bit. Mm. So um, that's something to also watch out for when at the supermarket um so really for me i've not actually used this new um asda aisle yet even though like my nearest uh, big shop is an asda um mainly because of this reason but well because like i i just mainly go for either the accidental vegan stuff or um and, and tofu basically as well um but yeah apart from that i suppose there are specific vegetables that you could go for in terms of um what you want to either bulk out meals or um or in terms of like actual nutrients that you'll get which i suppose that would be an extensive list so i will not go into it here but i suppose Mm -hmm. protein wise um mushrooms and spinach are both two very good things and um something in terms of just uh, managing to bulk out a meal where you might use chicken instead a good vegetable for that is actually cauliflower which you may not mm, actually yeah. originally expect but cauliflower is very very good very delicious i'd recommend um if you look at mob kitchen which is a good website for recipes in general um they've got a really good popcorn cauliflower recipe which is kind of meant to emulate the type of sauce that you'll get on chicken wings and um so i've i've cooked that once um and that is absolutely delicious what about cheese 
that's the question oh, we're vegan all thinking. Cheese. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I so the thing is, was when in in my vegan journey. Um, so it was basically the summer before uni. I was just like, well, um, I I had it in the back of my mind for a number of years, especially in terms of environmental impact. So I decided I'd go veggie at uni. Um, but the thing was, was that one, um, I, I, I met my vegan friend, uh, Nicola at uni and she, well, I suppose she proved to me that vegan food didn't actually have to, uh, taste really bland and just be salads. So that really helped. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably one of the main things that holds people back is, um, they don't realize that vegan food can actually taste really nice. And mm. two, um, I never really ate much in terms of eggs and cheese anyway. So, um, you know, I, I never really liked eating them individually. Um, so my input on vegan cheese is not going to be the best one. Um, I like the, the, the vegan cheese on, uh, Papa John's pizzas. Um, I am more than willing to accept that this may well be Stockholm syndrome, but (laughs) yeah. Um, like most vegan cheese is absolutely vile. Uh, I I will fully admit that it it can be very tasteless Um, and so but it's something weird for me because I've never had this experience really of um, of being the true fiend for cheese instead of tofu instead Uh, so um, it's you know it's an experience that I've not had so I, I don't know I find it quite foreign as a concept but it's yeah, it is just like a widespread phenomenon, and I suppose it's something that you kind of have to get over uh, eventually, mm. as 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 you do with all these foods that you leave behind. I suppose. I never even used to like cheese, and then when I got to uni, I got put onto cheese, so I would have been fine before. I literally didn't like it. I would have pizzas without cheese, and now I literally can't live without it. Isn't that a bit depressing? Um. I suppose from an addiction standpoint, yes. I mean, I, I, um, I don't, I don't really want to make too many like judgments on diet because, because I can't be bothered. <laughs> like, it's an mm. argument that could last for ages, and um, you know, uh, I quite like the the friendly working relationship that we all have on the board at the moment, and I don't particularly want to ruin it before we don't have to work with each other anymore. So we'll leave it there. I'm not one of those people that can just eat blocks of cheese, I will say that. And I don't no. like anything other than like cheddar and mozzarella. So maybe I'm not yeah. the worst. <laughs> I don't know. You you literally just eat cheese from the bag, Abby, which scares me. <laughs> oh my God. That scares me as well. I'm sorry. Oh, I can't believe you out at me like that. <laughs> I. Mozzarella. The thing is with mozzarella, it's not a very. It's quite a mild cheese. It's not I don't very think offensive, it is. is it? I think it's what? quite strong. Like, I think you know, it's like basically tasteless no i hate it makes me feel sick like one of the things that makes me feel sick is when cheese has water on it and when mozzarella no, has but this juice is dried mm. mozzarella i know but still the thought of it makes me feel ill well this is well when i do get like fresh mozzarella i do have to just kind of really block out the fact that it's <laughs> sitting in like a puddle of Ugh. its own like <laughs> that is disgusting but um I'm not very, I don't, I'm not very, like, adventurous with cheese. Like, my mum will sit down, like, at Christmas and stuff, she'll have, like, a cheese board with biscuits, and she'll be, like, putting blue cheese on, and I'm like, can't, no, that's Mm -hmm. too far. I did Um, have, when we went to the Clarendon, 
Have you been to the Clarendon Giants and had the vegan burgers? Um, I've not tried the vegan burgers there, but I have been inside the Clarendon. They're good. They're really good. And they put vegan cheese on it and it was really good. I don't know what it was. It was like grated. It was kind of green, which you could tell it wasn't real cheese, obviously. But I thought that was nice. So whatever that was, I would have. I I honestly can't give any sort of opinion here. Like I, <laughs> I usually I usually go without the vegan cheese that's on vegan burgers just purely yeah. because of like when when I did eat meat or or had the option to eat. Well, I suppose I still have the option. It's not like I'm gonna die if I eat it. <laughs> but um, I you know I never really ate it anyway, so I just kind mm. of continue on that trend. Yeah, that's fair enough. What are the best? like vegan takeaways i mean you've already mentioned papa john's but like what are the best vegan restaurants um especially around warwick i guess for anybody from warwick that's listening yeah um i think big respect needs to be given now to greg's and um Mm. i Mm. think that the whole kind of revolution of uh these big chain restaurants giving vegan options was whenever some mad lad in a greg's boardroom (laughs) said hey what if we introduced a vegan sausage roll Whoever had that idea had no idea of the global phenomenon that he was about to unleash. Mm-hmm. Because the year after, the next week, January, when they announced their steak bake, they were on it again. The vegan steak bake's also really good. Um, every other company as well was on it. KFC was on it. McDonald's mm-hmm. is only now just catching up. Burger King was on it at that mm-hmm. time as well. It was like it was incredible. Um, so um nando's is now on it um they've made their their plant-based burger um so uh big respect has to be given to greg's and um Mm -hmm. our friend lauren obviously uh, because she works at greg's she can get them for me half price as well so uh (laughs) that makes them even better um incredible and so uh i'm trying to think of um you know other than that what um well what really competes on that level i suppose um one place that is kind of is only really in bristol london and brighton is a place called ui vegan burger um which is also incredible and uh, i love um and other than that um in the warwick area um temperance actually the coffee shop um, because the Garden Shed Cafe, which used to be an all-vegan place, went under mm-hmm. because of the pandemic. I think Temperance kind of bought them out or something along those lines. And now Temperance have a lot more vegan options as well. Um, Warwick Street Kitchen, which is which is more kind of your guys' ends uh, in the north, mm-hmm. um, that, uh, that also has some very good vegan options there as well. Um, other than that, uh, I can't necessarily think of too many places in Leamington Spa where I'd say there really are like standout options, apart from kind of the usual um, places that you may be able to think of. I mean, um, before Spoons had to reduce their menu, the, the vegan gourmet burger from there was really good. Um, mm. uh, I, I also want to credit, as well as the genius who thought up of the vegan sausage roll, I also want to give credit to the genius who thought, hey, let's put avocado in a burger. Because that also <laughs> mm. is, is actually really, really delicious. And I am all here for it. I'll tell you where it's not good for vegan in Lamington. Um what's that place coat is it coat brasserie the one by nando's yes around there the fancy one they don't do any vegan or vegetarian options right now that sucks or they maybe they do goat's mm. cheese salad but obviously that's not vegan 
I think I, yeah. I think I remember you talking about this in the previous podcast. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. I had to Is have this fish. when you had fish? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because oh. I don't like goat's cheese at all. So I was like, I'm, I can't have this. But there was like two women behind me and they were gluten-free and vegan. And they were like, what can oh, we no. eat? And they were like, nothing. Oh, my God. I was like, this is so bad. Like, It's bad, isn't it? How what? they don't do anything. I don't know whether it's just right now because of reduced menu or whatever. But I was like, how can you not have anything that's vegan? I think it's 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 more just from not even from like the shock of like an ethical standpoint of just being inclusive. It's more from a business standpoint of like you're losing yeah. customers. Like, why wouldn't you yeah, have exactly. at least one option, right? Um, usually, um, when you go to places like Procaffeinate, it's actually a really good example of this um, in terms of uh, if if you do have some sort of intolerance, um, just asking the staff there, they can um, the the chef's very adaptable. But I suppose they've got probably less of a demand than um, than other places do. Yeah. So they're more able to to do that, but um, yeah. Can I say something really random? But it's been it's made me laugh this week. Yeah, it's really on. not to do with anything we've talked about. So go basically, on. Gossip Girl has been taken off Netflix soon, right? Right. And I'm selling a Gossip Girl box set on Depop, and it's been on for like a year. And in the past two days, I've had seven people message me about the box set. <gasps> Oh because God. it's going off Netflix. You should hike the price. I know, this girl was like, can you do it for £4? And I was like, I'm not doing a big-ass box set for £4. Are you joking? <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't to do with anything, but I just thought it was an interesting thing. <laughs> I never finished that, you know. Are you joking? No. I know I know who it is, though. I got, I got that spoiler. Have you seen that meme when he's like, Gossip Girl? <laughs> what, the the one we like or a different one? When he's like, he's like, XO, XO, Gossip Girl. <laughs> Anyway, um, mm-hmm. yeah, shall I, has anybody got any final recommendations for this week? Anything vegan, James, that you think our listeners should go out and buy this um, week? I think everyone should go out, um, find some sort of like tofu recipe. Mob Kitchen's a great place for this. You can find salt mm-hmm. and pepper tofu recipes. I had a good teriyaki tofu this week, um, which was really nice. Mm. Um uh, I think everyone should go out, um, try their best to um, fry up some tofu properly uh, and give it a good go because I think um, the the prejudice against tofu is a bit too much for me and I think we could do with less of it. Good, good. Nice. What about you, Abby? Um, the Richmond meat, meat-free sausages? Yeah, Those are really them. good, are they, actually. Are they vegan? Yes, they are. I had them. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, I think so. I had them for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, yeah, if you fry them up properly, I'd recommend frying them instead of mm. putting them in the oven because, well, like, ovens can be very oh, really? temperamental in terms of in terms of student places. So when I had them in the oven, right. they weren't necessarily as good. But when I when I fried them properly, they were really nice. Really, really nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um... <laughs> I went to McDonald's the other day and I had a veggie deluxe, which was very good. <laughs> That's but, my sister's order. Yeah. I don't know whether I've got anything to recommend. No. Right. Well, thank you for coming on the show, James. My um, pleasure. So make sure you give James a follow on Twitter. It's J underscore Palmer 2, but we'll link everything below. And also give the Bore film a follow. If you want to write, if you're at Warwick, you want to write and ask about films, message him. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to the 10th episode of Mindful to 20s. Remember, if you'd like to come on in the future to talk about anything, 
We'd love to have you on, so get in touch and make sure you follow us on all our social media accounts. Bye. Bye. <laughs>